When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to The Auburn Express. Powered by The War Report. All aboard the AM departure from Platform 334, The Auburn Express. We're running on time and expecting no hiccups. Doing the work, hard work, to bring you the best Auburn sports content you'll find anywhere. Today we want to talk about the position everybody has an opinion about, and that is the quarterback for Auburn University. I'm going to bring up just, you know, the quarterback room. This doesn't include any of the walk-ons, so no, no disrespect to any of those guys. I don't believe that they're going to factor in heavily unless there's some sort of injury situation. But this is the quarterback room as it stands right now for Auburn going into the spring. You've got senior quarterback Peyton Thorne, sophomore Holden Gurner, redshirt sophomore at that, uh, Hank Brown, the redshirt freshman, and then you've got the freshman incoming Walker White. Those are the four guys that are really going to be in competition. Uh, you can see their statistics, number of snaps, uh, of course, that's going. This is all just past season, right? Because, of course, Peyton Thorne has had way more snaps than this. Uh, Holden Gurner had a couple of snaps in his freshman season. And then, you know, Hank Brown, these are all the snaps he's had as a collegiate athlete so far. Um, passing yards there, of course, heavily in favor of Peyton Thorne, who had the vast majority of the snaps with his 1754. Holden Gurner with 75 yards passing. Hank Brown, less snaps more yards, 132 yards in that uh, bowl game versus Maryland. Um, rushing yards, heavily in favor again of Peyton Thorne, 682. Uh, Holden Gurner has only been sacked in his collegiate career so far with minus five. Uh, Hank Brown, sack free, right? Yeah. No no um, yardage for him at all. Touchdown to interception ratio, 16 to 10 ratio there for Peyton Thorne. Holden Gurner, only thrown an interception so far. Hasn't had the opportunity to throw a touchdown. And Hank Brown hasn't thrown a touchdown or an interception yet. Uh, Completions, you see that there. Again, heavily favoring the guy who has done most of the work. But then you look at the percentage, 60.9% there for Peyton Thorne, 33.3% for Holden Gurner, and 80% for Hank Brown. And then the PFF grades. Hank Brown leading in that, 83.3% to to, uh, Peyton Thorne, 70.5, Holden Gurner, 56.1. Of course, out the door is Robbie Ashford, uh, who transferred now at South Carolina. You can see his stat line right there. Won't get into that too much because he's not here. So that's kind of irrelevant. Just kind of showing you the picture of how we have arrived at the four young men that will be competing this spring for the starting quarterback position. So my question to you, B-Will. Mm-hmm. Who has the most to prove out of this room this spring? Not who you think is going to win the competition, mm-hmm. not who you think is the best guy, but 
who's got the most to prove this spring? You can give them an order. Like, I think this guy has the most and this guy has the least. Well, however you want to approach it, that's my question to you. Well, I think it's pretty clear that Peyton Thorne has the most to prove because he was handed the job early last year before the season started, and he was re-endorsed multiple times Although with what sounded like soft threats on his starting position from Hugh Freeze, but he has gotten the vote of confidence over and over and over again, and it ended with a terrible performance in the bowl game. We understand that Philip Montgomery's hands on the offense in combination with Hugh Freeze's hands on the offense of that tug of war may have played a part in the underperforming from Peyton Thorne. But there's still a very clear, what were you thinking that happened at several points? And granted, I know we can break down games where, hey, this game plan doesn't make sense. We were here on this channel, live reacting at halftime and postgame. Like, why did they have him doing this? Why wasn't he doing that? But the fact remains that there were very, some, some, some tentpole moments in that season where it's like, hey, there's a guy. He's wide open. You're the quarterback and you're not being pressured. Get him the ball. And it was either overthrown, underthrown, picked off, whatever the case may be. That by itself gives him something to prove. Not, not an entire season's worth of, of, of poor game management with QBs going in and out. We're not talking about that stuff. We're talking about the moments you had where you could have put this ball in the right place for it to be caught and you didn't. What was going on with that? Can you fix that? Was that just a product of the talent? We understand that there may have been some loafing going on at the wide receiver position at times with the personnel out there. And I even understand that there may have been some distrust between Peyton Thorne and some of the other guys out there that he was throwing to. With that being the case, if we, if we, I guess what I'm saying, if we're going to grade you on the scale and say, hey, that guy wasn't going to do be in the right spot for you, so I get why you don't throw there and you force it there. If I take all of that away, still, did you make the right read? And not even to the guys that you didn't trust. Did you make the right read mm -hmm. to throw it to a guy that was, we've, we saw him skip over Jarquez running free or in the flat several times to make a harder throw that was incomplete. Why didn't you take what you were given? We saw a, a corner blitz coming right here, a guy uncovered, naked on the line. No identification, just snap the ball, and then he's immediately un under pressure and gets sacked. The quarterback things, he was not good at. If I take away the wide receiver inconsistencies, the quarterback things that he was not good at, as a three-year starter now, across two of the best, the, the two best conferences in the nation in college football, how do you justify that? How do you reconcile that with what you were told from Hugh Freeze coming in? I think he has the most approved for his reputation. If he has any aspirations past college, I have no idea. Based on what he's put out there so far, I wouldn't imagine that that's realistic for him unless it's the, uh, you know, the, the, the minor league football thing that just came together between the other two. The uh, minor league. Yeah, the UFL. So maybe, I mean, some people really just love football. And they really want to play it, even if they're not going to be NFL great at it. What's his name? A.J. McCarron just jumped off of an NFL roster on the bench to go be a starter in, in the UFL. Hey, man, you love football. Go do it. Go enjoy yourself. But if he has any realistic expectations for himself after college, he has to prove that you're at least good at the quarterback things. 
physically, you might not be the fastest guy. You might not be able to take a hit and knock a guy down and run. You might not be able to sling it on a rope 40 yards down the field in the air. But what you can do is recognize the blitz, make the right read, throw your check down, throw, throw your check down accurately, and hit wide open guys. Those are things that you did not need the wide receivers to be all-stars to be able to do, and you did not do it. He has to prove that he can do the quarterback things and just bring his level of play up by that much. Like That would make the battle interesting if he at least shortened up how much slack was in his game from last year. Okay. Listen, all of those things I think are true about the quarterback position, and I, I agree with you that he has a lot to prove for me. The guy that has the most to prove is Holden Gurner. Because here's here's and here's why I say he has the most to prove. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got the most eligibility. Um, well, not the most eligibility. He's got more eligibility than Peyton Thorne. I'm using this comparatively to Peyton right. Thorne. And for Holden, he hasn't shown he hasn't had the opportunity to show. I won't say he hasn't shown. He hasn't had the opportunity to show that he can be a collegiate quarterback at all. And it's going to be difficult for any Power 5 team or any quality Group of 5 program to look at Holden Gurner and say, I can see him coming into my program and being QB1. And if he has any aspirations, you're talking about Peyton Thorne's professional aspirations. I'm talking about Holden Gurner's collegiate aspirations. If he has any aspirations of being a college quarterback, he needs to show something this spring to somebody, whether that's in this coaching staff or on film to somebody else's coaching staff, he needs to show something that proves, hey, man, this kid's got it. Now, we've heard about his arm, and, oh, man, he's got the best arm talent, and I've seen it. Holden Gurner's got an amazing arm. He hasn't proven that anyone, like, forget about what the staff is, forget about receivers, all that. He hasn't proven to anyone yet that in college, Holden Gurner can be a collegiate quarterback mm-hmm. and he, he can forget about professional aspirations until he conquers that one right there, which is college quarterback. Can you yeah. be that guy? And I think it's, it, it, it's a hard sell. Like, I don't know how you sell to somebody. You can do that. You can go back and look at his high school tape and say, all right, well maybe, you know, based upon this and, and, and some glowing letters of recommendation, right? Listen, man, we're, we're out here in the job market, right? Trying to figure out what to do with, with professional careers, right? It's very hard to be able to convince someone after a certain point that you can do something they've never seen you do unless you've, got really good recommendations from somebody that says, oh, well, you know, you never done it, but he could do that thing. Right, right. It's even, it's going to it's gonna be difficult is all I'm saying for Holden Gurner to be, and, and he's running out of time. Mm-hmm. Like, I think Peyton Thorne, forgive my word choice here. I, I don't mean that he's, forgive my word choice here, but I'm Come going on. to use the word. I think Peyton Thorne could flee somebody else into a starting position somewhere based upon tape that he's got out there and and the thought process that he could revisit his good year at Michigan State and his good moments in year two Michigan State and good moments in Auburn about, oh, well, it's the environment, it's this, it's that. He could flee somebody else into that and potentially leave after the spring if he wanted to and get somebody else to give him a job. Probably wouldn't be another Power 5 school, but he could go get a G5. He could do that. 
as a starting quarterback right now, I think that there's no problem with that. And if it is, if he does, you know, do that in the G5 level, I'm saying if he doesn't win here, uh, the, the job at Auburn, then he could go to the G5 level and light it up and somebody would take a chance on him because they'll say, hey, between this final season and him lighting it up at this level and this year that he had at Michigan State, we'll give him a shot in the NFL, right? He could do all of those things. Holding Gurner, he doesn't have a shot to do anything unless he somebody sees some game film. And so far, the game film that he's put out there hadn't looked all that good. Yeah. So I think he has the most to prove this season, this uh, spring. Now, here's, here's the other question that I want to ask, and your answer will probably be the same to this one, but I'm going to ask it. Okay. Who has the most to lose this spring? Mm. See, okay, so that's tough. That's a tough question. The reason that's a tough question to me is because Hank Brown doesn't have anything to lose because he no, has nothing. Nothing. He has no guarantee of play. He has no. He's got three drives. Hank Brown in a is. Bowl he's game. the guy who has no pressure, in my opinion, in right. this scenario. Right. He can. He can come out here and be free, loose. Uh, you know, he has nothing to lose in this spring. Yeah. Hank uh, Holden. I agree with how you with how you're viewing Holden. Because his college career, he, he's done nothing in his college career. And to be fair with you, he hasn't had the opportunity to do yeah. anything either. And if I'm not calling the very limited reps he got in game. Because how they used him last year was like, eh, one day. That that trick play, what game was that? That trick play, they brought him in just to throw? Yeah. It's us. Because that's how he's been used, I understand why he hasn't had the opportunity for success I know that you could say, well, Hank Brown lit it up in a couple of drives in the bowl game, and Holden didn't. I think there's a lot more that goes into that. I think it speaks positively of Hank Brown that he was able to do that in those circumstances, but I don't think it necessarily speaks poorly of Holden that he wasn't able to look as crisp and as spry as, as Hank because I think he's been unempowered, disempowered. What's the opposite of empowered? Whatever the opposite of empowered in, because I'm not using the right uh, prefix on it. I think disempowered might actually be correct, but yeah. Okay. That, that's what I we'll think. We'll roll with it. For the day, it's disempowered. You cool. Know what I'm cool. So I'm having, I'm, I'm really trying to figure out, does he have the most to lose? Because if, he would have to, I think, get a fair Lawrence shot Robinson at the job. Lawrence Robinson says constrained is the is is a good word to lose as a opposite. It's a good of it's a good description of the situation for him. I don't yeah. know if it's the opposite of empower, but I'm, I'm with you, Lawrence. I'm with you. Yeah. So what I'm looking at with Holden is, did you have an opportunity? He was Space Jam monstered. Okay. <laughs> All right. It took me a second to process what you was trying to do. Okay. Oh um, man. Has he had the opportunity? That That is always going to be my question. When we are going to grade guys according to what they've done on the field, were the circumstances ideal? Did you get an opportunity to come in and play as the person who prepped to play for the entire week, all those practices in camp? Peyton Thorne, we've seen what he could do when he not only had the, the not as a starter, fall camp he was named a starter, you're repping with ones, they start moving guys in and out of the lineup according to how well they're playing for you. So you got that going for you. They're going to draw plays up according to what you do well because they want you to succeed. They've named you the starter. 
Has anybody else in this quarterback room received that type of treatment? And then the countless, not only the reps during the weeks of practice, game reps, which is the the first form of development and improvement, is actually playing the game. Holden didn't get that. Hank didn't get that. Walker White hasn't gotten that. Robbie didn't get that last year. What did they actually do to make sure that you could succeed in this position? For Holden, Hank, and Force Walker White having just gotten here, nothing. They did not equip you to succeed. They did not plan for you specifically. So it's hard for me to say that Holden has the most to lose because to your point, it would be hard for him to go somewhere else and say, hey, I can do this stuff because it's not on tape. But somebody else at another school could be like, I haven't seen you even really get a fair shot to try to succeed. So let me do with what I know you can do, your raw skill set, your raw tools. What can you do? Can I build off of that? Now, it's still a gamble because you don't know how a guy's going to be when he gets out on the field, even with all that preparation. I was among the those who thought Peyton Thorne may look rough early, but Hugh Freeze named him because he sees these things that he knows he can work with, and by the end of the season, will be humming. Mm-hmm. I was wrong. Because I, you don't I know. I was wrong with you. <laughs> because you don't, you don't know. You, you don't know until you get a guy in that situation. Are the, were those circumstances ideal by the end of the season? No, there was no Keon Coleman for you to throw to like there was in Michigan State. I'm sorry, man. But you know what there was? A run game that worked consistently, a line that run blocked very well, who gave you opportunities to make throws. And when those opportunities were there, you still missed them. Not the guy. Has Holden failed under those conditions yet? He has not failed. And that's why I'm I'm back and forth between Peyton and Holden, right? Because to your point, Holden's college career from here forward will be in the balance based on what happens in spring camp. Probably mostly in spring camp. But... What would you lose if you if you didn't win that job, if you're holding? What do you lose? You lose right. an opportunity to start at Auburn. Right. And you lose spring camp somewhere else because now you're going to go and you're going to try to be the guy somewhere else and you're going to be in the back of the line again more than likely unless you go somewhere like you said. You go to a, a regional place that has the opportunity. They're looking for a quarterback, a Georgia State, or you know places that are in flux too that need a quarterback. But I don't know if he has the most to lose because I think being number two at Auburn for him, where he still wouldn't be prepared as a starter necessarily, I don't know if that's a better situation than actually being number one on the G5 roster. I think Holden probably has the least to lose because he has not failed. He has the least to lose. Because if, if it doesn't work here, you go, you start up somewhere else. What are you leaving behind at Auburn? Some good memories. I've made some friends, but... My playing legacy here is basically nothing. I didn't get the opportunity year one. I didn't get the opportunity year two. And year three, you're telling me I'm not going to be. Hopefully, this is a fair competition. Let me let me add that addendum. Under the assumption that it is a fair, wide-open competition, if he loses this competition here to a guy who looked as poor and mediocre, back and forth between poor and mediocre, as Peyton Thorne did last year, then I think that's the first knock on Holden Gurner. You were here in the house, in the system, full year. You saw what happened in front of you. You could not play that guy. Now that starts to look like you might not be that guy. But I've got to go with Thorne for this reason. i got to go with Thorne. You have the most to lose. If you couldn't beat out a redshirt sophomore with virtually no playing time, a redshirt freshman with absolutely no playing time, or a, a true freshman with zero playing time, 
your playing career is over. You are done. I think that ends his college football and pro football career if Peyton Thorne goes out here and doesn't outplay those guys. If he's not the starter and clearly heads and tails above those guys, his college career is over. I agree as far as most to lose is Peyton Thorne yeah. because he's the only one that actually has something to lose, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. Now, again, I think that um, the other guys have a little bit more to prove. Well, and I said specifically Holden Gurner has more to prove, but they haven't actually gained anything in their collegiate career yet except for expectations and hype. Mm-hmm. And you don't really lose expectations and hype by not yeah. playing. Like, you keep right. all of that, right? right? Like, if we're talking about energy, you keep all of your potential energy as long as you don't get in motion, and it turns into some sort of kinetic thing. Right. Peyton Thorne has used a lot of his kinetic energy so far, my guy. Yeah, yeah. And seen that. if he doesn't do something this spring to separate himself, and I think it needs to be a clear separation you are the guy. If you go into the fall and it's still in question about whether or not, not whether or not you are, because I think that this will this competition will go into the fall mm-hmm. if for nothing but appearances sake. But if if you go into the fall and it's not without a doubt, Peyton Thorne can be the QB one for this team. Like there's no doubt. And it's not, I don't know if he can be quarterback one. It should be going into the fall. Peyton Thorne has looked really good, but so has such and such. So it's a question about who separates themselves during the fall. If you're not at least in the conversation of, yeah, it definitely can work with this guy. And they even think about sniffing a portal because they're worried about whether or not Peyton Thorne can be a solution. Hang it up, man. Just look, look, take your chips off the table. It's been good. You've had fun. Yeah. Got a nice truck. We're not gonna let it run. We're not gonna let the roulette wheel spin around no more. I'm I'm good. Let me just take my chips, and then maybe you go and and you you Texas State it like T.J. Finley or you, um, you know something. But like, just don't don't go out here and, and embarrass yourself this fall. Yeah, come out here and be and 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 for me, I think it's gonna be so much more about what his leadership ability is going to be. Because I think that's the thing that a lot of people question about Peyton Thorne at times is, can he lead a team? Because I don't think he was the leader of that Michigan State squad when they were doing well that year. Kenneth Walker was the leader of that offense that year. Peyton Thorne was the quarterback. I don't know if he was the leader. Right. In the the year in which he was supposed to be the guy, he didn't lead him to anything. Yeah, they were not. They were not. This year or this past season, Auburn needed a leader at quarterback. Peyton Thorne couldn't lead that group. Yeah. He's got to figure out how to lead out here. Well, and he's going to be here all spring, and there's no, well, he just got here this fall and or this summer, and he didn't really have the time. He's had a full season to have camaraderie with the guys that remain. He's got the full offseason to try to build something with the guys who came in for this spring, and he's going to have the full spring to be working through this new playbook with them. There is no reason why he should not submit himself as a leader for this locker room coming into the fall. Do 
you know, I've asked this question multiple times. We 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 think the quarterback needs to be the leader, but I think we need the best players to be the leaders. If I mean, Peyton true. Thorne is not the best player, and honestly, if the players on the offense don't think he's the best option for quarterback, which honestly, judging by how they played when he was not in the game after after he you know he got benched in the bowl game. To me, that told my eyes they don't really believe in this dude. How can that person be the leader if the people around you don't even believe you're the best person for the job? And that's the challenge for him because then it, the, the onus is squarely on the coach to go, hey, coach, you wanted it to be the case that he was the best option. You wanted it to be the case that he was the leader. He is not. You leave him out here at the detriment of, of the cohesion of the, of the rest of your team. Why would you do that? Because a guy can try to be, I'm going to go and I'm going to, hey, guys, we're going to talk on the sideline and I'm going to rock. You know, they always put that emphasis on when a yeah. quarterback goes to talk to the offensive line when something goes wrong. It's like how much the offensive line is engaged with that dude has a lot to do with are you that dude or not. Like if we right. believe in you, then we like, okay, okay, yeah, don't worry about it, don't worry about it, we got it, we got it. If they don't, they're going to be like, man. <laughs> They don't want to hear it because you are messing us up. You are the reason we are not better. How could he be a better leader if he's not a better player? Yeah, so here's the thing. I'll say this. I don't think you have to be. I agree with you. I think that your best players need to be also be the leaders on your team. I agree 100%. Mm-hmm. Your quarterback needs to be one of your best players, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... For because the quarterback now he doesn't need to be the only leader, he doesn't necessarily have to be the most vocal leader, he doesn't, but he needs to have some leader because he's the guy that's going to have the ball in his hands the vast majority of the snaps. If you're not running Wildcat, if you're not doing some sort of crazy trick play, it's the quarterback that's going to have the decisions to make on a down to down basis. If he is not a leader, again, might not be the the, the most respected guy, the most, but if he is not a leader, then I don't think that that football team is going to be very good. Right. He doesn't have to be the best player on the, on the offense, but he better have some leadership ability. They, that team better figure out whether or not this is a guy I can follow or to your point, I'm confident in their abilities enough to listen to, Hey, this is what I'm seeing out here on this play. You, you know, when they run in this right here, let's try this. And communicate that to everybody else on I think the most the most disappointing thing for me for Peyton Thorne last season it's not missing wide open receivers every quarterback does that I've seen some of the best quarterbacks in the world miss wide open receivers the frequency in which he did it disappointing the most disappointing thing for me that I saw from Peyton Thorne last year was his inability to recognize pre-snap coverage stuff Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. not seeing blisses Mm -hmm. just I and, and I get it, you know, this play playbook wasn't complex enough for me to feel as if that was a huge problem or he didn't have enough time with the play. Playbook wasn't super complex. They dumbed a lot of this stuff down and you could see it as the season it got less and less complex. So the inability for a at that point in time 3-year starter to process more quickly what was happening out there on the field, that to me was disturbing. Yeah. That to me was very disturbing. 
I wanted to see a guy who, whether you knew all the plays or not, you had enough command of what's going on that you could say, hey, they're definitely blitzing off of this look right here. Let me change my protection. Make sure I alert to that. I didn't see enough of that from Peyton Thorne for a guy who's played a lot of football. Right, right. Like And so that, to me, was the biggest indictment for him of anything else that I saw. The interceptions were bad. Like, there's just no two ways about it. Almost every interception that Peyton Thorne threw was terrible. Like, he had yeah. 10 picks last year. I'd say eight of them were absolutely awful decisions. Mm-hmm. There were a couple of them that were like, end of the game, he just got to get rid of it, or Hail Mary, end of the half type of thing. So maybe seven, I can go back and look at the tape, but... I can count a couple of awful ones off the top of my head that I know were just like, bro, what were you doing on that play? Right. And those are the ones where I'm like, that's not three-year starter stuff, right? Right. Vanderbilt, I I didn't see him because of the sun. Arkansas, I'm just going to drop back and throw it to this spot, right to an Arkansas defender. Bowl game, not even going to look off anything. We're just going to throw it over here. Yeah. Throwing in the triple coverage a couple of times. I'm just like, bro, these, these, are, these are freshman quarterback interceptions that you're throwing right, right here. Right. That was the, th- those, those are the things that, to me, were just like, yo, what are, what are we doing, man? Like, yeah. you know, I don't know. I don't know what we're going to see this spring. I do know that it's got to be a lot better than what we saw last spring. So I think, for me, Peyton Thorne, the most to lose of any of these guys.